Ladies and gentlemen, hey fellas, the segment, the segment is back, that one dude. And a lot of people watching this right now are gonna be like, what does this even mean? It's probably gonna be titled like the best pick per position. And what I mean by that is I'm not gonna tell you that play Christian McCaffrey and Devontae Adams. Sure, play them if you want to. Those are guys that are obvious, do what you gotta do, fit them into your lineups. What I'm going to do in this video for daily fantasy sports purposes and even help you in your season long just by understanding that these guys are not as, I would say, sexy of options for whatever reason, even though they're fantastic players, but I'm going to be pointing out guys that are low owned, single digit ownership, and ideally below 5% each week, one player at each position, and then we'll talk about a 1% owned flyer. So this week with a big slate of 13 games, ownership is spread out, but there's still a lot of chalk. And I'm looking for the guys that I think are 5% or below that have upside. Now, these guys are low on for a reason. They might not be the most optimal play because of lineup construction, ghost stars and scrubs, like a lot of people are going to do this week, and these guys fall in that middle range. So if they don't hit, well, they just don't hit. There's a reason why they're low owned. But these are the guys we're trying to find the diamonds in the rough at every position. So let's get into it, starting with the quarterback position. If you got a second, please do hit the like button. And at the quarterback position, I'm targeting a guy who's going up against the worst secondary in football on paper, who just had their best cornerback, who wasn't even that great, right, out of his prime, just had him retire this week in Malcolm Butler. And that is the Tennessee Titans quarterback, Ryan Tannehill versus the Arizona Cardinals secondary. This is going to be a very good spot for Ryan Tannehill. And I have Tannehill currently projecting in my ownership down below. You can check it out on Patreon. We have an optimizer. We have ownership projections, ranks, game-by-game -game notes of 20-plus pages of matchups, all this stuff, uh, strategy podcast on Sunday, everything you can check out down below. But I have Ryan Tannehill for 4% projected ownership right now. And like I said, there's 13 games on this Sunday afternoon slate, 14 if you count the night game. So ownership is naturally going to be spread out. But you're getting Ryan Tannehill against this terrible secondary. Like I said, Malcolm Butler is now retired, and it leaves out Robert Alfred, who's a rookie out there. It leaves Mr. Byron Murphy, who wasn't that great last year. Marco Wilson will be out there playing some, probably in the slot. And the problem with that for Arizona is, just in general, it's going to be hard for them to defend people. But now you have these guys who are massive size and speed monsters on the same team, and Julio Jones and A.J. Brown, who both finished top five in yards per out run last year, who are both in the 99 percentile size and speed score metric. So not only do they have at least 30 pounds and AJ Brown has at least 35 pounds on each of these cornerbacks right that actually matters especially in the red zone they're also faster than all these cornerbacks so it's not even like you can say oh but at least these cornerbacks have speed so that's their advantage they can stick on this guy no they are massively undersized cornerbacks compared to these Tennessee guys and these Tennessee guys are faster than them how do you not win in that situation according to pro football focus both these wide receivers and Julio Jones and also Mr. AJ Brown have top seven matchups this week with Julio Jones having the number one matchup advantage on the entire week against these cornerbacks and as you can see in my tweet right here here are your three starting cornerbacks for Arizona and here's just the overall difference in, in terms of weight and size at least 32 pounds on each of them that both of these guys are going to have they're going to have massive advantages in between the 20s and in the red zone now the main concern here is that the offensive line from a pass blocking standpoint is projected to not have the greatest matchup against a nice pressure rate the best part of their defense by far by Arizona and there's always the concern that well it could just be Derrick Henry running for 25 yards right that is a massive concern of 25 attempts because then you're not getting the 40 35 plus attempts even 32 34 attempts you need for for Tannehill to even be efficient and get you there in GPPs. But that's all factored into this. That's why he's below 5% owned. So Tannehill isn't my top projected quarterback, but if we're talking about ceiling and range of outcomes, he's up there. He's up there as a top five play this week, but he comes in his ownership outside the top 10 in quarterback ownership. And I want to pull this up on prize picks right now. You can see the prop on Tannehill is over under 20 5 fantasy points. Now, this is an interesting one because my projections have him for around like 19 points and change, upper uh, mid 19, somewhere in there. So, technically, I would want to take the under here. And I actually do think that this is probably a no bet for me in terms of the prop market. So, you can try 
uh, price picks if you want to. Here's the big thing with price picks. Price picks is running as of we record this right now from Friday until the game starts on Sunday. They are running Patrick Mahomes over under 0.5 passing yards. Yes, I did not stutter there. If Patrick Mahomes throws for at least one passing yard in the game, just one passing yard, you will win the bet on prize picks. They are just trying to get people to sign up to their site and, and try and get people in there. It's promotions just like any other sports book. This is free money, people. Use the link down below. You'll get an additional free bet up to $100 if you use that link and my name, Sal, when you sign up. But this is legitimately free money. If Mahomes throws for one yard, you win that prop. So check that out down below. And here's some other props you could potentially pair it with. The Ryan Tannehill over 20 and a half fantasy points it's probably a pass for me but it's not a terrible idea to take a hedge on this and go with the under here if you go with the under for 25 or 50 bucks you win that bet if it is indeed a derrick henry game so those lineups that have ryan Tannehill in your gpps maybe they're actually balanced out maybe it's a wash but if ryan Tannehill does go off at low ownership sure you lose the 25 dollars bet but in a gpp you're probably finishing with a top 10 to top 1 percent finish and making way more than that i think it's a decent hedge so that's the quarterback position mr ryan Tannehill. now let's slide on into the running back position where i am baffled I've been putting out some tweets. I am baffled by the fact that Miles Sanders is currently below 3% owned in my ownership projections. And this stuff will change. Obviously, me making this video and it potentially reaching 10,000 people, right? Obviously, this is going to change it somewhat. But I don't think it's going to change a 3% owned as of Thursday, Friday, Miles Sanders to Saturday, Sunday comes and he's 20% owned. It's just not going to happen. He's still going to be low owned and likely single digit owned by the time the slate starts. Here's the big thing. And I was saying it all off season. Everybody's just jumping up and down about Miles Sanders. So scared that they brought in on Johnson. Oh, yeah, he's not on the team. That they have Jordan Howard there. Oh, yeah, he's not on the team. They drafted a fifth-round pick, Kenny Gamel, who was nice two years ago, didn't play in college last year. Oh, yeah, that, that's really concerning me, who only got pass-catching usage in camp and, and had some preseason action where he just looked average at best. So I'm not really scared about this. They kept three running backs. They kept Miles Sanders, who didn't play in the preseason, the ultimate sign of we don't want to get that guy hurt, we care about him. They have Boston Scott, who in now three seasons with Miles Sanders has never actually taken any usage away from Sanders. Sanders third in snap share last year and borderline top five in opportunity share. And then there's Kenny Gamel, the rookie, the fifth-round pick, who maybe at some point in the second half of the year will start to factor in as a pass catching guy and take usage away from Sanders but for week one I'm not concerned about that at all this is a workhorse running back you saw that last year you saw that the year before a workhorse home run hitting running back and oh yeah according to pro football focus he has the number two matchup advantage this week this Atlanta defensive line is terrible you might know the name Grady Jarrett he's fantastic outside of him nobody else on this line is good this is a borderline bottom three if not the worst right there with Houston defensive line in the NFL. So I personally have Sanders projected as a top 15 running back this week, even though he comes in outside the top 22 in running back ownership. And he's only 1.3 points away. So literally, if he has an extra reception that I'm projecting from being a top 10 running back for me this week, again, currently, as I record this projects for below 3%. Now, when you're watching this, and you're looking at my ownership projections, or maybe somebody else's, and you see, oh, but he's 7% owned now. Yes, because content like this is going out and the week goes on and people start to actually identify some things. But it's not going to be enough to move the needle all the way to the point where Miles Sanders is now not playable because he's chalky so Sanders will be heavily involved you can check out that ownership down below and here's the thing with Miles Sanders right now you can see the prop from prize picks that I have on the screen I end up taking the over 68.5 rushing yards on Miles Sanders this matchup is fantastic I know Jalen Hurts is there and he's a mobile quarterback people think that that's a fan a terrible thing for Miles Sanders now maybe in the red zone right maybe in the red zone that'll steal a couple touchdowns this year but if we're just talking about in between the 20s it creates deception it opens up more lanes the read option allows you to freeze that linebacker which means one last guy in the lane against the running back it's actually a positive thing for for these running backs especially inside the 20s if miles sanders who i expect to see somewhere around 15 touches this week on the ground can just give us his average four to 4.3 yards per carry we're going to hit this
this over 68.5 yards. You can check it out down below on prize picks. And again, take the Patrick Mahomes over a half a point. It's literally that simple or a half a passing yard. It's that simple for a free bet. There's no catches. You take the over a half, you win that prop part of the bet. Bam. They're trying to acquire customers in the most busy traffic week of the entire year for sports betting and props week one of the NFL season. So now let's get into and hit the like button if you're still here. Let's get into the wide receivers, which is this one. I said Miles Sanders baffled me. This one, I'm 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 shocked. I, I, I don't understand. I thought I did something wrong. I triple-checked my work, and I know, uh, looking at other industry standards, no, this is this is right. Below 5% owned. I have them around 3.84% owned. Is Keenan Allen this week. When I opened up DraftKings, and, I, and and you saw in the first look lineup, when I opened up DraftKings the first time and the second time, the only two times I've even looked at DraftKings since then, honestly, outside of obviously doing projections, but haven't made any lineups as of this recording. This video is going to come out Saturday. I'm recording this on Friday, so, I mean, I have two days to make these lineups and generate my 150s and all this shit, right? But when I opened it, I looked at Keenan Allen and said, that might be the best wide receiver play in the slate like overall like I know there's so many cheap values obviously Marvin Jones and and Pittman's and Elijah Moore's and the guys all the way at the bottom and then all the guys at the top because it's easy to get them but I opened it and I said $6,800 for a guy who I think is a borderline $8,000 wide receiver who last year who last year led the NFL in games that he finished in targets with 11 and a half per, per game Devontae Adams ended up leading the NFL because Keenan Allen left games early so the average got screwed up but Devontae Adams had 10.6 targets per game Keenan Allen averaged over 11 he had 11.5 per game when he actually finished games. Oh, but Austin Eckler was hurt, Sal. Okay, he averaged 11.1 targets per game in games where Austin Eckler and himself played, which is a healthy sample of about eight to nine games. And here is my guess as to why that's happening. You can see my tweet right here. All these other fantastic wide receiver options like Keenan Allen who are going low owned in the five and six carry range. I mean, look at these guys. Chase Claypool, Lockett, a 1% owned OBJ and a potentially 1% owned Julio Jones, who if you saw my TikTok, you can see, and we just talked about Julio Jones, how high he is ranking in week one in terms of his matchup for Julio. But to Keenan Allen, look, it, this is the thing. Everybody's going to go this week. You're going to do it. You want to do it. It's hard not to want to do it. I want to do it. But you have to keep in mind, every lineup is going to go this way. They're going to go, I want to go find one to two wide receivers who are 4K or below, if not both in the 3K range. Now I can easily fit a Calvin Ridley or Devontae Adams or Stefan Diggs or whoever I want to stack up with my quarterback or game stack. And bam, now I don't have to touch this 5 to 6K range. Everybody's going one to two studs at receiver, one to two values at wide receiver. And what does that do? It leaves all these guys that you can see on the screen from my tweet. It leaves them all low to unowned. It is going to be a fantastic spot for leverage. You just play one of these guys and your lineup is automatically unique. So that's what I'm going to be trying to do this week for a player who I suspect to see massive volume, who has a nice total this week, who clearly has a strong quarterback going up with him. And oh yeah, here's the thing. He has a top five matchup according to Pro Football Focus. So not only is he going to see volume, it's it's not even like he has a difficult matchup. He's also going to see a good matchup. Daryl Roberts, who he'll see the majority of the time in the slot. Allen played majority of the time, 50 plus percent last year in the slot. Roberts covered the slot now in this new team with the Washington football team. Robert Roberts was not good last year. He averaged about 1.5 yards per cover out given up. He was giving up around a 70% catch rate and now you have one of the best route runners in the nfl goes into the slot against a not great cornerback where he's going to torch him all game long and probably see 10 to 11 targets and maybe even fucking 10 to 11 receptions if he starts to pace like he did to begin last year i am so so baffled by this keenan allen number and you can see right here this is the best prop that we're going to talk about today outside of the mahomes ones obviously but on prize picks 60.5 60.5 receiving yards for Keenan Allen this week. A man who cleared that basically every single week that he played healthy last year. A man who's going to have maybe the best matchup compared to all the matchups he had last year. I'm going to go with the 60.5 over. I'm going to like it a lot. The fantasy points was at like 17. You probably need like a 7-8 reception game. You probably need a touchdown in there, which I definitely think is in the cards. But I'll just go with the over 60.5 receiving yards for Keenan Allen. One of my favorite props on the week. Use that code SAL. Get that free bet up to 100 bucks. Take them home bet. Bam. We'll print the money week one. It feels good. So now we have a tight end and then a 1% owned flyer. Now at the tight end position, look, honestly, like the guys who are chalky, like Kyle Pitts and TJ Hawkinson, you're not being sneaky playing those guys. I think they're great plays. 
that's obvious but if you're looking for any low one guys there's just a bunch right like it doesn't matter just choose one of the 10 to 12 guys i honestly am just going based on like the low one guys for cheap guys that fit into a game stack so i chose right here two percent owned tyler conklin the starting tight end i know they traded for chris herndon for the minnesota vikings with irv smith done for the season tyler conklin in four games played last year not even when irv smith was out irv smith played it was when kyle rudolph was out who's now on the new york giants he saw 28 targets in those four games 28 targets in those four games and he's now the number one tight end on this team because they don't have a number three wide receiver he might actually be the number three receiver as well they don't have one right they lost they cut chad bb they end up having dd westbrook still dealing with this acl we'll see if he even plays week one it's probably doubtful they lose all of johnson in the preseason they have kj osborne and amir smith marset but marset's apparently going to start on special teams the rookie osborne had a decent camp and a good preseason but he's not really shocking anybody as a, or, or burning anybody as a fantastic wide receiver three they're gonna run a lot of two tight end sets which benefits conklin now the matchup for conklin isn't the greatest against von bell but it's also not that terrible and in two tight end sets it'll open up more for him when you get two linebackers on the field or safety has to come down it's not just one linebacker so i think that tyler conklin here's the thing i don't think he's an elite play i think he probably scores you more times than not eight fantasy points four catches for 40 yards type game will he be involved in the red zone yeah so that's where some upside comes in but he's two percent owned he's dirt cheap in the two thousand dollar range and the biggest thing is that i'll probably use him mainly in stacks where i'm stacking up the Bengals, where i'm stacking up minnesota he'll just be an easy way to get correlation and when i have correlation with any players that creates more upside so if my tight ends can be involved in stacks i try and do that as much as possible because for the most part most of them just flat out stink so you might as well get some bonus upside from them being one cheap and two involved in correlation but you can say this with so many things you want to stack up the chargers sure just play jared cook then you want to stack up whatever team sure just add that you want to stack up the jets or run it back with the jets and play tyler croft at a cheap price point sure go ahead and go there it's all the same thing for these tight ends conklin is the one that actually stands out to me who has some upside and also involves a nice price point there's our that one dude at every single position some props obviously the mahomes prop you should be taking that not now but right now but thank you for tuning in today the that one dude is back it is now saturday we're a day away i'll be live tomorrow for about an hour and a half We'll be starting somewhere probably around 10 a.m. East Coast time. We're going for about an hour and a half answering all of your questions, touching on the final news, talking about GPP strategy, optimizer strategy, all that type of stuff. Hit the like button before you go. Hit the subscribe button as well. I appreciate you so much for tuning in. There's our that one dudes at each position, 5% or below ownership on each of them. Let me know what you think in the comments. And who is somebody? Who is your that one dude on this week? If you made it all the way through the video, get in the comment section. Let me know who's your that one dude of the week. Peace out, gang. Peace out, ladies. Peace out, gentlemen. And hey, yo, fellas, I'll see you in the next one.